Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Monday, June 5th. It is five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So over the weekend, a group concerned about property taxes held a rally at the state house on Saturday. Homeowners attending the rally said state lawmakers need to do more to keep costs down. They're putting people in economic distress. Uh, yes, and we were both in attendance for this. Casey got up, mm-hmm. uh, got the crowd whipped into a frenzy before the whole thing kind of started. It was great to see you. Yeah. Your mans was there. We had a really fantastic picture taken. Yeah. <laughs> It's like one of three photos of us together. We worked together for a year and a half. Uh, but we did. Uh, like I said, great to see your mans as well. He mm-hmm. was uh, just, I was a little disappointed he didn't wear his Don't Tread on Me shirt. But uh, other than that. Well, we made some new friends and we saw some familiar faces while we were there. You know, but one thing we did not see, and there was probably about 100 people there, which was great attendance, thanks to WTHR, the local CBS affiliate, I think, was there too, covering it. Uh, so thanks to the people who came out and and took the time and effort, one, to be there, uh, but two, the the local media who covered it. The one thing we didn't see was a single solitary state lawmaker. Yep. Michael Paul Hart, who's on the Indianapolis City County Council, was there. He spoke. But you didn't see, and look, this was well publicized. Obviously, the media knew they were there. And yet, you didn't see a single solitary lawmaker, state House, state Senate, statewide, none of them were there. And it was a reminder to everyone, or at least I hope it was, what we just talked about with Micah, how these people don't care about you at all. The premise of the property tax cap, and this is what we've totally lost sight of, in 2008 was a bunch of people stormed, not quite literally, but made an aggressive play on the state house again not in any way in a violent manner but a legal law-abiding manner back then to say our homes are ours they aren't yours you didn't do anything to help us buy them you're not a part of this equation government is not a family member get out of our homes and when we say get out of our homes what we mean is local governments pre-tax cap It was the Wild West of taxation. Your school corporation, your town, your city could just raise your taxes at any time. And they said, this is ridiculous that these local governments refuse to get their act together and get out of our home. Yeah. You're never going to be comfortable because you're always going to have to worry about this. And more than a dozen bills relating to property tax relief were introduced in this year's state legislative session. How many of them made it to a committee vote? Just take a guess. Not many. That would be a goose egg. Zero. None. Yeah. And so you've got uh, you've got the one Thompson bill, which is a joke that does almost absolutely nothing that got they went kicking and screaming to pass to begin with. And then it got completely watered down when the Senate and House got together for their little back backdoor shenanigans in which they somehow managed to find 300 million more dollars for public education out of a fund that Jeff Thompson had told me a year ago was the most important thing to pay down and you can't touch and we got a blah 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 uh, it's crap but as i said during my speech which will probably be right there next to the uh, deck uh, the uh, Gettysburg address 
uh, <laughs> probably also a placard next to the I Have a Dream speech. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were there. I mean, it was it was pretty rousing. Yes, it was. I mean, uh, but you, we are to blame. We, the collective, we are our audience. We, us, you, me, Kev, because these politicians don't exist. There's not a, a politician farm in the back of the state house or the governor's residence. We vote for these people. And they are behaving this way, they being the Republicans, because they control everything, because they don't fear you. You know why they give the angry red-shirted teachers what they want? Because they're loud and they make a lot of noise and and they they show up. They are petrified of them. Mm -hmm. So you have to decide. If you vote for any incumbent Republican next year in the primary or general election, you are voting to affirm that they are going to suck as much money out of you as they possibly can. They have made it abundantly clear. I guarantee if that had been a teacher rally and there had been 100 plus people on the lawn for a teacher rally, those politicians would have been falling all over themselves to get over there. If you vote for any, there is no more, it used to be, well, the legislature is terrible, but my guy or my girl, she or he is fine. No, none of them are fine because none of them did anything to help you. So if you vote for any incumbent, you are voting to affirm them taking as much of your money as possible. So it was Saturday at the State House, and Micah Beckwith, who just announced moments ago that he's running for lieutenant governor here in the state of Indiana, he was there and he said, Oh, hey, Casey, great. Can you come up here and introduce Rob? I wasn't expecting to be speaking. I thought I was just showing up and supporting. What a task. But I did introduce you, and the event was captured by WRTV, and this is what Rob sounded like. And we are at a crisis point now. Property taxes in the state, the amount of revenue that goes to local governments has never been higher than it is today. Boy, and they caught my good side and everything. It was just so. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was nice just so. Fun. It was just so nice. And then my, uh, so I had to go to a family reunion for my wife uh, yesterday, and her grandparents were there, and they came up to me. Her grandpa and goes, "Hey." Saw you on the news this morning. Yeah. It's like, oh, thank goodness I didn't say anything inflammatory this mm-hmm. time. And did you say, you realize I'm on the radio every day, <laughs> right? Uh, it is 11 minutes after 10. It's well, Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I know we got other things to get to, but just real quick, I did again want to thank everybody. I want to yeah. thank uh, John Schmitz and the people who put that event on uh, because we said, look, we will do our best to promote what other, other people do, other things other people put on in regards to this. But ultimately, it rests with you. You have until I believe it's June the 15th to appeal your property taxes. I had multiple conversations yesterday at this family reunion about this, about how you know how you appeal. I got actually email from a listener over the weekend. Do it. Put the appeal in. It doesn't cost anything to appeal it. Maybe you just get lucky and they feel bad for you. Don't just give the government your money. Make them earn it. Do a little research about the homes around you, what they're appraised at. And if you put some effort into it, I think a lot of these assessors are even recognizing these county assessors, this is completely ridiculous what's going on. And while the state won't act, maybe we can try to help some people out. So if you're polite, you're respectful, you actually put some research into it, I think you might have a decent chance of at least maybe not getting what you want, but them trying to help you get something. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this New York Times article and also what happened on CBS over the weekend. So New York Times put out this article. They're facing a lot of ridicule. They painted President Biden's old age in in a positive light. They described him as sharp, fit, and having striking stamina. (laughs) Yeah. 
But then CBS <laughs> basically stamina. said, yeah, but then CBS did a 180 and they said, no, he's tired. He's a feeble old man. Uh, so I love this. So the, the CBS one is just great. And, and uh, Amy Klobuchar, who is a complete moron, she is a senator from Minnesota. She ran for president in 2020. She was on with CBS. I think this was the Sunday morning show. Mm-hmm. And... CBS, as you said, just basically said Biden's a tired, feeble old man. And her response to that, Casey, is just classic. He has a has a somewhat understated style. I want to ask you about the last time he was in Minnesota, because you were there mm-hmm. at Cummins Manufacturing up in Fridley. And you gave a rousing speech. The governor gave a rousing speech. Tina Smith spoke, spoke with a lot of energy and verb. And when the president came on, a number of reporters were going, what's the deal? There was very low energy. He seemed exhausted, frankly. Um, He looked older. (laughs) And, you know, I think people will look at that and see things. And obviously, I feel almost sorry for him for having fallen. The cameras capture it. But um, what do you say about that? Because there are times where he does appear frankly old. You know, he's always had this somewhat understated style. I mean, right. I know I debated him. I ran against him yeah. for here. And I know that he is someone that feels very deeply about things. He's just not someone that gets up and yells all the time. He's got an understated style, Casey. It's very understated, except for when he's, uh, you know, lording over record high inflation and record high taxes and record gas prices and an open border. I mean, we could go on and on. So, yes, the question of his age keeps popping up, especially when we saw him fall, trip over a sandbag last week. But then Representative Jamie Raskin, he came to his defense, of course. Yeah, so Jamie Raskin is a far-left radical U.S. rep. And by the way, remember that phrase, understated style, because when he had that spooky night night nighttime address to the nation with the red background and uh the ultra maga extremists and we're the biggest threat to the country that's an understated style huh yeah Yeah. that's understated yeah so here's now this is what's interesting you're starting to hear this basically the same stuff from these surrogates which tells me this is a coordinated thing and it also tells me that biden's age in their internal polling is a real issue with voters take a listen to jamie raskin are voters wrong to be worried about reelecting a man who would be closer to 90 at the end of his second term than 80? You know, America is a country that loves youth and vitality, you know, which is why we have laws against age discrimination, because we tend to favor youthfulness and the mm-hmm. new thing. In a lot of countries, people who've been in office a longer period of time are praised for their wisdom. And I think that Joe Biden rightly says that he has grown very wise in his many decades in public office. And I respect that. So I think that he deserves to be judged by the results of his administration and what he's gotten done. He's grown wise in his 50 years in the government. (laughs) He's learned a lot. Casey, he's been there so long. I was negative. I was negative eleven, mm-hmm. almost a negative ten. You weren't even a twinkle in your father's eye at that <laughs> I point. Was negative ten, and I'm a grown ass man mm-hmm. approaching middle age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know what? And I think this question of his age just keeps coming up. But there's more questions to ask about him than his age. 
Sure. In the competency level. I mean, just think about everything. The the inflation, the taxes, the gas prices, the open border, the fentanyl, the recession, the political persecution. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Violent crime in our cities. The guy has a hard time walking across the stage. He got tripped up by a sandbag. This wasn't a moving object. <laughs> it's like he got hit. It's like... <laughs> I love that. That's the perfect description. It was not like it was a moving object. All right. Uh, hey, when we take a break, let's take a break. When we come back, we got trending stories. Mm-hmm. And Dick Morris yeah. says that Trump should not do the debates as long as there's a moderator. Yeah. It's 17 <laughs> after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. After 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Trending this morning, this documentary, it's from Matt Walsh. It's called What is a Woman? It was released over the weekend on Twitter. Now, your wife is a big fan of his. Did you guys watch this? Well, this was released quite a while ago on Daily Daily Wire is the website Matt Mm -hmm. Walsh works for. And yes, we watched, of course, the moment it came out and it... You know how it goes, Casey. It's not a thing where she could just watch it alone. I had to watch alongside. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, my my wife is a Matt Walsh super fan. Uh, she will deny it up and down. When we got the photo with him during Christmas, it was like the happiest I've ever seen her, including the day we got married. <laughs> and when they had the Q&A session at the end, she practically... Uh, Sprinted to the microphone? Yeah, I was worried she was going to tear something getting up there. And then afterwards, I didn't do that at all. Uh, yes, but I have seen this. It's very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Matt Walsh, essentially, I mean, he covers the globe, uh, trying to get people to define what a woman is. Here's a little bit of a clip from the trailer. I'm a husband. I'm a father of four. I host a talk show. I give speeches. I write books. I like to make sense of things. A woman is not anything in particular. There is not one particular thing. It could be many things to many people. Some women have penises, right? Some men have vaginas. I like scented candles. And I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. How do I know if, if I'm a woman? That's a great question. He's... <laughs> bit sarcastic there. But Elon Musk was promoting it over the weekend, and he said every parent should watch this. And there's been something going on. It's been obviously going on for a while. Be Pre-Elon Musk, it was not allowed to be shared on, on Twitter. There were shutdowns of that, what do they call that, throttling people mm-hmm. who were. Uh, and now there's been some back and forth about Twitter now allowing it to be shared the way it's allowed to be shared. But yes, it is up. And I guess you now can access it on the platform, which is another great thing. Because it is, is, if you've not seen it, it's very well done. Something else that happened over the weekend, Ron DeSantis was a marquee speaker at a biker rally. Trump opted out of it. But what is trending is the jacket that was worn by Casey DeSantis. It was a leather jacket. And on the back, it had the state of Florida, an alligator. And inside of it, it says, where woke goes to die. Now, why is the jacket making news? Because she was wearing a leather jacket and it was 85 degrees out. Uh-huh. 
There's something wrong with that? Okay, so here's the deal. It was a biker rally. Right. And leather, a lot of bikers wear leather yes. to protect their skin. So I say she was just fitting in with the crowd. She knew the target demo. My favorite part of the thing was um, Mike Pence is there, and he's in this rally because obviously he's about to announce he's going to run for president. And there's this photo of him sitting on his bike, mm-hmm. and the only – so, you know, there's people all around. They're just walking around. It'd be like if, you know – whatever you or i went somewhere in iowa unannounced and people are just moseying around their business the only person paying attention to him is his wife and you're looking at this photo going nobody cares nobody wants you to run for president nobody's excited that you're running for president you would think it's it's a former vice president Mm -hmm. who's now running for president of the united states well maybe We'll find out in two days. Well, he's going to officially announce. Let me say it again. It's a former <laughs> vice president who's running for president of the United States, mm-hmm. and he's right there. And no one is even like, "May I get a, f- a photo with you?" May I-? I mean, there's no one in this photo with him other than his wife. Just what a what a just what a complete. I'm trying to take a higher tone today, Casey. Mm-hmm. So that seems like it's not going to go well for Mike Pence. How about that? Okay. Finally trending was the sonic boom that was heard across D.C. A fighter jet was responding to an unresponsive plane. There was a Cessna that was flying in restricted airspace. And so they went in to stop him. And apparently there was this loud sonic boom. All right. Uh, let's take a break because we've got a lot of voicemails to get to. We've got a ton of calls about Jim Lucas. we got a call about Jim Ursay. A lot of things that we need to get to in the voicemails. All right. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 1031 with Kendall and Casey and the phone number 317-684-8444. Saturday at the property tax rally, I met with somebody and they said, yeah, I'm, I want to call in, but I'm always driving when you guys do the voicemails. And I said, you know, that phone number is available 24 hours yeah. a day, seven days a week. Great so point. even if uh, you can't call right now and something strikes your fancy and you want to chime in, you can call at any time. 317-684-8444. So uh, we got a lot of phone calls about Jim. Lucas, of course, mm-hmm. Jim Lucas, the state rep who was arrested for uh, uh, drunk driving impaired and then fleeing the scene of an accident in southern Indiana last week. Mm-hmm. Now, gave a heartfelt thing last week about how uh, my view on what Jim should do. I made that very clear. He should apologize to his constituents and resign. But after a long talk with Micah and with my wife, I thought it would be good to um, give him space Mm -hmm. to be able to do that and come to his own conclusions. I mean, that seems like a pretty reasonable thing that most people would would do, but that's something he should come to on on his own. And I will say we're almost a week into this, Casey, Mm -hmm. and he hasn't said a word. And that's a little concerning that, I mean, there's not been an acknowledgement of what took place. And I think that puts some red flags up for quite a few people that you haven't even heard, you know, and I'm sorry, or, you know, look, if there were a denial of some sort, okay, now we got a whole different world going on here. 
but the I think the complete radio silence is a red flag for a lot of people. But we continue to say what we said before, which is pray for Jim Lucas, that he'll do the right thing, do the things necessary, make himself a, a better person. And, you know, for now, we'll continue to hopefully give him the space to do that. But a lot of people did want to call it is newsworthy. We said we will continue to uh, cover this as information comes in. Look, his blood alcohol content is going to come out. Mm-hmm. That police video yep, the uh, body is, is going to come out. And we're going to cover that because it's a news story. It's a state rep accused of something very, very serious. So while we're giving him space to come to the right conclusions and do the right thing doesn't mean we're not going to cover it and you have the right to weigh in obviously this is someone who spends your tax dollars is paid by your tax dollars you have the right to speak your mind on this and it i think there's some people that are concerned by the lack of communication that this story is just going to go away and so uh, we will we will be you know a, a platform for that so here's a couple of those phone calls let's get to number one hi um regarding mr lucas um expectations are planned resentment and so yeah, I think he expected he's going to come right off the bat and apologize but 72 hours until we start thinking correctly that's one of the reasons why the police can keep you for 72 hours for observation anyway I just thought I'd let you know and I truly think he should apologize but give him a little time take good care love you both bye now so she's being patient given time how much time well that's the question you know and mike and i talked about that and he said well you know absolutely you shouldn't just let it go if he's not going to i don't cooperate it's not the right word but if he's not going to admit you know own acknowledge his, right i mean again it's like the the radio silence i think is is starting to become concerning for people well not only from him but from his crew over at the state house yeah. Nothing from Indiana GOP. Yeah, I mean, you've got Holcomb, who practically tore a hamstring when it was Curtis Hill calling on him to resign, going, oh, it's none of my business. It's the legislature. Uh, they can decide whatever they want to decide. And then you've got uh, one of the Flanders boys, Todd Houston, the Speaker of the House, saying, ah, it's a personal matter. Well, what what does that mean? I mean, so, so you know, again, we'll we'll continue to cover this a lot more phone calls about that uh this one is from nathan nathan has been a longtime listener of the show nathan listen all the way back to when the two women had the show during this time slot uh when when uh, mock and i had the show and now with with us casey's from boston one of our favorite listeners uh and he he called about this hello this message is for rob this is nathan calling in from boston a uh, long time listener i just wanted to say I just listened to the segment about Jim Lucas, and I really just wanted to take the time to point out how much you have clearly grown as a person. Like, it's it's noticeable mm. between the last show and this one. Uh, the things that you're able to say, the way you say them, the growth is noticeable. You've always been someone who wanted to tell the truth no matter whether or not people wanted to accept it. But hearing you lay aside the squabbles to say, I did not want this for this person. Nobody should want this for this person. That takes a lot of personal growth. And I just wanted to point that out and and say that it's noticed and appreciated. And I, I wish you well. 
thank you from the bottom of my heart for how you've been consistent and honest on that radio station. Have a good day. Hmm. Well, that was a nice phone call. Nathan is such a fan. He once took his vacation to come to Indianapolis and really? hang out with us. Yeah, he's a he's a phenomenal guy. And look, that's what we come back to is that I think the right thing to do for Jim is to continue to pray for him that he'll do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, Jim works for the taxpayers. Jim is, you know, we always hear because I used to get on how these guys get how much they get paid. And the excuse always is, well, they're always working. They're always working year, year, year round. Well, if that's the case, then you essentially did this while you were working. And so you work for us. And the radio silence thing as we approach a week into this, mm-hmm. kind of kind of a, a red flag. But again, want to continue to do the right do the right thing. All right, one more phone call about Jim Lucas, then we'll move on. You saw, I saw that he was uh, arrested and seeing that he got was intoxicated and now he's getting arrested. Now, I do think he'll get a free ride, but I do remember when I called into the show when you were talking about the Louisiana people texting you and I kind of cracked a few jokes about Jim Lucas obsessively texting you. But honest, honestly, I don't know whether or not to feel sorry for him. Half of me wants to because I do have, because I do have compassion for people and I don't like seeing people. Uh, you know, getting into this kind of trouble for like being intoxicated. And I hope I want people to be clean. But the other half of me wonders if I should feel bad for him because of the uh, fact that he's voted for reckless spending and record taxation. And not only that, that he harasses radio broadcasters, which I think is absolutely immature of him to do. But all I can say is I want to use this as a message for Jim, whether or not he's hate listening or whether he ever is. I'd say to you, Jim, from one fellow Republican to another, I hope you get the help you need. I don't like seeing this kind of things happen to anybody, whether it be normal people or not. If you want to put it like from the small guy or the big guy, if you want to put it that way. I really do dis- I do disagree with a lot of what he's done. I, what you've done, Jim, a lot of what you've done and the way you've conducted yourself. But I really hope you get the help you need, and I hope that you'll come out stronger than you did coming in. That's all I can really say. This really, it seems like a cry, cry for help to me. And it kind of reminds me of the Fetterman situation in a way that if his family doesn't help him, they're like the Fettermans. And the Indiana GOP to me seems kind of like the Democrats, how they just kept putting him out there. And it's time that somebody says something on his behalf, whether it's him or a family member. Americans are so forgiving. All you have to do is come out and say, hey, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I'm never going to do it again. And these are the steps I'm taking to make sure that never happens. Um, And most people will, good, you're doing the right thing. And they'll accept that. Look at how this is being handled so far. And I think this is a great example of how so far the silence, the non, no, no apology, things of that nature compared to how the mayor of Fort Wayne, I think Tom Henry is the guy's name, responded when he got his OWI. It, it was body cam footage. He was he was intoxicated. And he essentially, I think he just pled guilty to the whole thing. I don't think he even fought it. I think he was within days it was settled. And he owned up and said, I made an egregious mistake. Right. And you look at, he just got renominated to be the the nominee for mayor again. I mean, as ridiculous as you think that is or may sound, 
that you make that sort of decision, you're right to what you're saying. Because the dude just owned it. He yeah. said, I did it. I'm not going to fight it in court. I'm going to own it. I'm going to take my punishment. I'm going to tell everybody exactly what happened. Yep. And we're on to the next thing. And it looks like he, based on Fort Wayne's politics, will continue to be the mayor of of Fort Wayne. Now, again, things some things we don't know. Again, what's the BAC? What was involved exactly in the crash? What the body cam footage shows? So, I mean, these you know, but it's like... He plays a he plays a role in this, right? The saying the nothing, process. saying nothing is louder than saying something. Yeah. So just continue to pray for the guy, and we'll we'll uh, hope it goes the right way. All right. Uh, remember last week, Hammer and I got into a rather passionate conversation about Jim Irsay. Yes, you did. And I am vehemently against a billionaire getting money from poor and middle class people to fund his. Um, Stadium, yeah, makes millions and millions of dollars for him uh, every year. I, as a Brownsburg resident, get no direct benefit out of that stadium. I'm a Bears fan. I mean, I'm forced <laughs> to cheer for the Colts because I have a financial interest in cheering for the Colts. And there's no reason that someone who doesn't live in Marion County is should be paying for a billionaire who inherited the team from his dad. It's not like he built it from scratch. Everything Jim Ursay has was given to him, and he obviously is built upon that based on owning a team in the National Football League. It's like owning a Wendy's near a crowded interstate. You can't fail. And Hammer and I had a little passionate back and forth about that, Mm -hmm. and uh, somebody called about that conversation. Rob Kendall. Man. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why you come down so hard on Jim Ursay. Jim Irsay is one of the, if not the, best owner in the NFL. Jim Irsay has done a lot for the city of Indianapolis. I mean, a lot. Look about it. Look it up. Think about it. You'll realize Jim Irsay is not a bad guy. Not his fault that his father owned a team and was running it into the ground. Jim turned it around when he took it over. Yeah, he didn't have to work too hard for any of his money. I agree with that. Nobody will disagree. But what I will disagree with is Jeremy Irsay getting the stadium for free. He didn't get that stadium for free. Put a lot of his own money in. Put taxpayer money into it? Absolutely. But look what Jim Irsay and his football team have created for the city of Indianapolis. Okay, so a couple things that I want to uh, address with this. Uh, number one, it's easy to give money when it's not your money to give much of it, right? So if Jim Irsay were himself invested in having to pay for that stadium, etc., probably not doling out. Look at all he's done for the city. But it's us that's doing it. We're paying for that stadium. That guy's just like making a free stadium. Yes, taxes, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. So it's easy when a lot of it is essentially, I mean, at least it doesn't start as your money and kind of becomes his money yeah. by force. It's very easy. Oh, what a great guy. He's giving away essentially someone else's money. That's number one. Number two, Jim Irsay did not turn the Colts around. One dude turned the Colts around, and his name is Peyton Manning. And his, he's, they're looking for baby cuddlers. I mean, the only, the only time the Colts resembled competence. Now, look, there was a stretch in the early years of luck where they were okay. They went to the playoffs. But this franchise, other than the Manning years, 
has been a for the most part. I mean, there was the year with Harbaugh where they almost made it to the Super Bowl, and that was this great, you know, happy accident. Everybody loved that team. But it's basically 40 years of train wreck for the most part, other than the Manning years. So don't act like, oh, he, the, the, the Jim say turned this city around or whatever. He, no. He had Peyton Manning. How could you lose with Peyton Manning? Okay, well, there is the argument, though, that yes, he's got a gajillion dollars, but he is giving some of it back, at least to Indianapolis. He's not keeping all of it. I mean, you know, he donated $3 million to IU. He donated a million to the zoo. And he started the... Um, you know, the initiative kicking the stigma dedicated to bringing awareness to mental health issues. Casey. He, I'm, I'm just saying he didn't have to do that. I know it's a goodwill gesture to make him seem like the good guy in Indianapolis. He didn't have to do that, though. People would still go to the football game, even if he didn't give some of his money away. Here's the offer I'm going to make, and we got to go to a break. Okay. If you give me a free billion-dollar stadium, <laughs> I will gladly give every bit as much as Jim Irsay has yeah. to those various charities. Yeah. And then will we do a whole segment about what a great guy Rob Kendall is? <laughs> we will. We will. Hey, you're growing. That one guy called and said that you're growing, and my question for you is, did it hurt? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to my reputation. Yeah. Hammer's going to join us next. It's 1046 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Ten fifty one with Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. Good morning. It's not a good morning. It's not a good morning at all because What's I'm wrong? sick and I'm tired of reply all guys. Thank you. To what company happened? emails. What happened? Thank you. I haven't, so, I haven't checked. Did I miss something? Oh, you probably missed about 40 messages. So God bless this company because they're still hiring people. And I love that about this company. That's awesome. They're bringing people in. But when they hire somebody, mm-hmm. let's say it's a salesperson, they'll put in an email. Congratulations to Kenny. Kenny has now joined the Urban One family, blah, 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 blah. Let's wish Kenny the best of luck. And then, bing, 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 everybody yeah. replies all. Yeah. Instead of sending Kenny, yep. or whatever it is, the message individually, reply all guy who feels like, I've got to show my support in front of the company. Yeah. It's just the absolute worst. So you're saying that's virtue signaling? Total virtue <laughs> signaling. And the thing is, I know that Dion, the guy that's kind of our boss, if you will, yeah. one of our bosses, it's like office space around here now, um, <laughs> he is not a reply all guy. Because no. when he has like contests or giveaways, if there's extra tickets, he'll put a contest out in the email, please do not reply all. You will not be qualified if you right. reply all. In fact, if you don't follow directions and you do reply all, you're eliminated from getting the tickets. Right. 100%. Follow directions. And we've talked about this so many times, Casey, about how ridiculous this is, because I don't even know most of these people that are replying, you know. (laughs) Because there's two buildings now. Yes. There's what... 
is the Emmis building where we are still working at, even though Emmis doesn't no longer own us. We're in the Emmis building, and that's with our our sister stations. But also, there's another building over by like St. Joseph's, I believe, yeah. and that's the other Urban One building. And yes, it's our sister stations, but it's the Hip Hop Channel and mm-hmm. WTLC and all mm-hmm. those folks. But we all share the same email system now. So whenever somebody hires a new janitor, or whenever somebody <laughs> gets another sales rep, here comes. Everybody, congratulations, congratulations. Look how important I am. I'm a team player. I'm mm-hmm. using Reply All. Stop. Is it just because it's more work for you now that you have to go through and read all of these? Or do you just do one big swipe and delete? I'm very important, Casey. So mm-hmm. emails are important to me. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking for ways to make the show better, guests to chase down, fun bits to do. And then when I look down at my phone, and I see you have 67 new messages. And it's every single yeah. salesperson <laughs> from the Gospel <laughs> Channel across the street Wishing Kenny congratulations. It's a pain in the butt. One guy got a transfer from the news to sales. He wasn't even a hiree. And they did a thing with him, and he had to get 10,000 congratulations. I'm not saying don't congratulate the individual. Make the individual feel like he's a welcome part of the team, but send him a direct message. Remember the Seinfeld episode where they have the cake for everything? Get well, get well, you too get well. That's what we are here, but instead of cake, it's emails. Oh, it's just the worst. Worse. And I know we're not the only company that deals with this. Mm-hmm. I bet there are people listening right now that have Reply All Guy yeah. at their uh, place of employment right now. All right, you're going to come back later in the show because something happened to me over the weekend that I need you to weigh in on. I was once again... Uh well, Dissed? Well, I was, I was praised, <laughs> yeah. and then somebody couldn't stand that, so they came at me. And uh, so we'll get into that, but what's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Monday Gun Day with Guy Relford, and uh, we'll recap what was kind of a violent weekend downtown. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.